Warning, the following program has been rated M for mature due to language, vulgarity, and sexual innuendo. Welcome to the highlight of your week. They are the truth seekers looking to change the world for the better. Using the latest research and groundbreaking science, they seek to inform the simpletons. They dream of a day filled with gays, where women get paid like dicks and religion doesn't try to fuck kids. They are the intellectual saviors! Prepare yourself for atrociousness. All phasers set to fuck. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Intellectual Saviors. I'm one of your hosts, Eric. <sighs> and I'm Michael. Uh, What's up, motherfuckers? Me. I had that burp in me the entire time I was speaking, and I thought it was going to come out right in the middle. Like, have you ever seen uh, Rick and Morty? Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, when... Uh, I got teenagers, dude. They love it. When shit. Rick is starting to talk and he belches in the middle of talking. Yep. Yeah. Kind It kind of felt like that was going to happen, but it didn't. Great way to start the show. Great way to start the show. Yep, I know how to bring the gold. So, be sure to follow us on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> at Intel Saviors Pod, Facebook. Remember, you can message us on either one. Maybe we'll respond. Maybe we won't. Maybe. Although, uh, I, you responded to somebody on Facebook before I even did. Uh,. But I'm not very in depth on Facebook. It's usually a I fucking, know, but I was still shocked because I went in there run. to check it on my monthly Facebook check-in, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, we got something." And I look at it, and you had already responded. I was like, "Oh shit, Michael already did." All right, well, and I don't have to look at it. Click to to cut you some slack because now that we're doing the show again, I'm actually having to oh, upload it, and I post it on Facebook, so I see shit on there now. Oh, before. I guess yeah. So that's the thing. So, I mean, I may actually auto respond populate well, on our facebook i i can do it where it automatically does it off of our podbean site but i don't like to do that because the way it uploads it's a little weird so oh. i just go in and manually do it It takes five seconds i figured like it makes it I, funky yeah i could do that for the show i could take that extra five seconds no i mean at least 10 or 12 people see it on there so it's worth it right <laughs> totally oh yeah and you fuckers uh don't forget go to itunes i mean most likely you're probably listening to to this off iTunes, I imagine. Maybe not. I don't even know. Oh. I don't check the statistics anymore. I I stopped using iTunes like in 2009. Um, okay, dude. I mean, some people are just fucking cooler than others, so... No, I'm not saying I'm cool. I'm just saying like <laughs> now that you got streaming and shit, like there's... iTunes is dead. Yeah, that's true, dude. Like, like they're I'm, trying to come back with the Apple Music, but it's like, dude, Spotify... You yeah. got fucking Pandora. Like, all these assholes already have the market. You're fucked. I'm, I'm going to say this, and, uh, okay, I don't do this. I don't do this. Uh-huh. Okay. But if you want to get music, because most of the time now, artists only have, like, one or two songs that are any good, and then they fucking fade away because there's no such things as, like, new bands that last anymore. Well, it well, depends. But if you hear a song or something you like, it's like, I don't want to go to fucking iTunes and pay a buck and a half to get that now. So it's I'm just saying there are programs out there. I don't own one, and I would never do this because this is stealing money from the musicians. 
but you can just go on to like YouTube or Spotify or something like that. And you can basically get like almost CD quality sound, digitize it to a nice little MP3 that you can (laughs) have. Artists do not really make a whole lot of money off of their albums. Oh, I know. It's all touring they, now. They, they make money off of, yeah, touring and stuff like that. It's the music industry that's losing the bucks. Yeah, well. Yeah. So, fuck them. Hey, I mean, um, live off the artists forever. But so. the, the artist, however, like, if you do enjoy them, the best way to do it is to, you know, buy their merch mm-hmm. or go to their shows yeah. and buy merch. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned this last week. Like, when I saw the Boss Tones... Um, the, the singer Dickie Barrett, like he stopped down toward the end of the show and he's like, you know, I want to thank you guys for coming out. He goes, this is really important that people come out and support live music and everything. Yes, this is, he goes, it's not like it was when I started in the business. Their lifeblood. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is the truth. And, yeah. So, and when it comes to like indie bands that I like, <clears throat> um, I'll make it a point to buy their album. Yeah. Just so it shows that, you know, cause they, they're still on a label. It's just a smaller label, you know. It's not like Sony or BMI or whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. Um. So you know, at least it shows their label that hey, you know, people are interested in it, instead of just streaming it off of Spotify. Oh yeah, dude. I always buy the albums of the bands I'm really into. So I'm just saying for those little one-off songs or something here and there. It's like, yeah, you know, there's uh, a. I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah, Well, yeah, because well, that's the thing. Like uh, when the music industry, the way it is now. Like, they are looking for a guaranteed hit. So, whenever they pick up a band, a new band, they pretty much force a song that was written by somebody else into their album to guarantee sales. You know, because they follow a formula just to get people... That's why, you know, you listen to enough of the radio, it's like, all the shit sounds the same. Because mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> Pretty much, it's, and it is for a reason. It's to get you to buy it. Yeah. And so, so that's why it's like you got that one song that people like, and then the rest of the album is like meh, because it's the actual artist. And then that's why some of the indie bands don't make it big. You know, for example, the Deer Hunter, our friends, Casey has gotten offers several times to go to big label records, but they want him to write what was their most popular song at the time, Red Hands, over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. They wanted one Red Hands uh, song on every single album they did, and he's like, I'm already done with that song. I don't want to do it again. I want to do something else. Yeah. So they w- were never able to come to an agreement because he didn't want to do the same song he's already done. I don't know, dude. He just needs to d- pull Metallica and just be a sellout. Just fucking make that, <laughs> make that cheddar, bitch. <laughs> but no, I think uh, I think he's happy where he's at because I mean he he's able to financially you know, stabilize his life just by his music. I don't know, dude. When we had him on, him and Bog seemed to be having a mope off about their divorces. He seemed like he was in a, <laughs> in a down place. I said financially. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's well. you know he's able to live off of his art, you know, which is what every artist wants. And he's able to sustain sustain himself, and he doesn't have to, like, kiss ass to the record industry. He can kind of do what he wants. And he's even proved that he doesn't have to have his label to fucking do it. You know, whenever he was doing his symphony, they were like, nope, we're not funding that. And he said, okay, I'll go crowdsource it. He crowdsourced it, and he got his funding plus some within a week. 
Yeah, that's the that's the way of a lot of the smaller artists now. It seems like. Yep, got to get go, the man. cult following and all that stuff. And actually, it's funny. I watched an interview with uh, Billy Corgan, the the freak from Smashing Pumpkins. Yes, the, the lead singer, and also uh, he runs now. Um, I know you're not a wrestling fan, Eric, but he is. Also yeah, he is involved in like some wrestling franchise or something. <gasps> Some wrestling fan. He is the head of <laughs> Impact Wrestling, sir. I don't know what that is. It's a. It's it's. They're not quite on par with WWE. They're yeah. uh, they're you know second third tier. Well, but I I don't know if he's still into it. But I know for a time there he was like trying to do this religious thing. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, I mean it failed miserably. But he was trying to do some like ministry thing. I can't remember what the fuck it was. It was really bizarre. I was like, what? He's an odd duck, man. And then, like, I know he's been, like, on Alex Jones talking about how he's seen the lizard people. Yeah, he has been on Alex Jones a few times. Yeah. I got to be honest, I, I've i never seen him on it, but I've seen clips. And yeah. he he he's, he did a lot of drugs. <laughs> so, a lot of I mean, I'll listen drugs. to his music, but yeah, he's a weirdo. Um, but he was on, um, I want to say it was the Joe Rogan experience. And this was like years and years ago. And they were talking about the music industry. And he's like, the music industry is dead. He's like, the future of the music industry is small bands getting a cult following and basically living off of that following. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty, what you see with new much. bands. The thing that sucks is because they have to tour constantly, though. Like, I know a few of the smaller bands that I follow. It seems like they're on the road all the fucking time, man. Um, I mean, it's, the deer hunter, it's hit or miss. Like there are sometimes where they're on the road twice a year. Yeah. And then there's others where they're on once a year. And like so far this year, um, they've only been on the road once. So. No, maybe new and, albums in the works. And Eric. they, they haven't said anything. Usually if a new album's coming like in November or something, they would have announced it by now, but they haven't said anything. Ooh, I've been waiting. Nice. But we'll see. Anyway, saying all that about iTunes and music, go to iTunes and follow us and <laughs> fucking leave a comment and rate us. Because people I, still do use iTunes, Eric, even if you don't. But I yeah, know. I, I know. I know most, most people probably listen to us on like the Podbean app or Stitcher or fucking, Jesus Christ, I don't even know what Yeah, I figured they would just use the Castbox. podcast streaming app. Yeah. I mean, we're on every fucking thing pretty much. So yeah. You can find us. I, I just don't know how reliable iTunes is. Um, I mean, I go on there and I pull all of, I mean, I know I, I have all of our shows. I do it, but yeah. I keep them on. I still have an iPod because I know it's not the fashionable thing, but people love to put shit on their phone, but I can only put like so many songs on my phone and then it's ate up all my memory. What? Whereas I have my fucking sweet motherfucking iPod that I've had for like six years that can hold got, like 20,000 songs on it, which I have about 9,000 on right now. You got like a 16 gig uh, um, no, but I mean, or I, something? You do. Okay, I got kids, so I take a lot of pictures and stuff, and I just always forget to dump them. Yeah. I got, so I've got probably, Jesus Christ, man, I've probably got about four or 500 pictures on my phone right now. I got what, a, what kind of phone do you have? I got a Samsung, dude. Gal an eight. All right. So all you really have to do is set up a Google Drive and then just have it upload all your photos automatically. Oh no, I've seen the fappening. Fuck that. I'm not. I'm Are not you be taking nudie photos of yourself? 
What if, no, but if I decide to, <laughs> I'm not going to be the next one on there with my little fucking ween. Here's Michael Vince. I'll, I'll put it this way. Nobody gives a shit about you enough to put you on the fappening. Here's Michael's bent little ween. Nobody gives a shit. Michael from the Intellectual Podcast bent no, little ween. Nobody will fucking care. Even no. if it did leak, people would be like, who's that guy? Nah, no, dude. We're big time. You just don't know it. Just be <laughs> You'll see all the you don't see the following we've got. We've where, got a cult following. We where are my it. checks then if we're so big? Yeah, we need to monetize. Why so am I why am I still working for a living? <laughs> if we wanted to be big, what we would have done was we would have been smart about it and set the fucking back in the day when we were doing it right, set up about two or three cameras and fucking did a YouTube stream. That's where the money is, dude. Everybody makes money on YouTube. Podcasts they don't make no fucking money. You gotta have a YouTube stream to coincide with the podcast. Yeah, well, YouTube's also getting harder to get monetized as well. Yeah, they made some changes because I, I listened <sighs> yep. to a few podcasts that, again, they do the same thing. They video it. They do the live thing, stream, and then they put the podcast. I mean, I usually will just watch the stream on YouTube. Um and they're bitching about that, but hey, man, they're Aww, still people who talking to a mic can't get paid enough for it anymore. Ugh. Well, you get a big enough following, though. The thing is, if people cry enjoy... me a fucking river, you don't yeah. have a real job. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, dude. I listen. I, I listened to to a couple guys. They do this wrestling podcast. They're funny, though. I mean, they they I'll, they're they're enjoyable. They make it enjoyable because I I don't watch as much as I talk about it. I just listen to them talk about what I'm not watching. So. But all they do is that fucking podcast. They do the live stream show and then they have a Patreon set up. So, you know, between the Patreon and whatever fucking money they get from YouTube, like that's what both of them live off of. Yeah. And it's amazing to me. Like I've looked at their Patreon. I mean, they're pulling in like five, six grand a month on their Patreon just for talking about wrestling. I'm like, man, I should have got in on this. No, no, it's just like the <laughs> the freaking people that play video games and upload their YouTubes and mm-hmm. make yeah. money off of that. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, dude, what happened to your Twitch channel? Get that fucking like, thing up and running. The fuck, make some money, dude. See, I'm not as um. What's the best way to put it? I don't know. It's don't... it's hard to describe. Like they're real douchey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah real douchey but like in almost a non-douche way it, it's hard to describe like i've tried watching some of the big streamers and i'm just like why is this guy popular i don't fucking get it it doesn't make any damn sense to me well eric like they're not amusing they're okay at the game i don't fucking get it there's a lot of mysteries in this world I've been watching well, a lot of alien shit again. Yeah. And uh, Trump's president and, you know, did Oswald shoot JFK? We just don't know. There's a lot of mysteries, Eric. Yeah, I don't get it. So I'm not, I'm not that style. So, you know, I'm very, I don't know, matter of fact, vulgar. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. We need to and start. I'm not going to play placate to the kids. I think we need to start like fucking that's, that's videoing. That's what the, the really big like Twitch streamers and stuff, that's what they do. They placate to the to the kids. 
Same with YouTubers. Because you have to. Because those are the only fuckers that will sit down and watch your shit for hours on end. Like I said, you get sometimes you got to sell out to make a little bit of fucking, you know, a little bit. No, oh, fuck little that. Scratch, if I wanted to sell out, I would be a preacher bones. and have a tax-free <laughs> church preacher. and fucking strip money from needy people saying that God needs it. Yeah, remember when we talked about starting a church? What happened to that? We got to get this we got to get back on some of these ideas we used to have. Yeah, I, I, mean, I still would like to do the atheist church. I, I want to point out, we started doing the show almost six years ago, and we actually did do an after-show video segment. But the thing is, we didn't really edit it, make it pretty, and we didn't put a lot of effort into it. See, we were on the right track with the YouTube thing, because YouTube's really blown up all these channels like in the last four or five years. Like, we were on the cusp of greatness. Like, if we would have... <laughs> seriously, dude, if we would have just put some effort into it, got like a nice video editing program, videoed us doing the show... And slapping each other in the nuts and all the dumb shit we used to do while we were recording. And then put it up there and made it real pretty with fucking like, you know, fancy little fucking icons and cartoon shits at the beginning and stuff. Oh my God, dude. We'd be make we'd be fucking, we'd all be millionaires right now. We'd be living fucking the good life on our fucking mansion in Maui. Oh, I doubt up. it. We fucked up so bad with, dude, the, all the talent we have. There's no question. No question. I mean, I'm and glad that you be, have faith in us, but... And, and it'd be a good idea to be in Hawaii right now, too, since fucking Trump's trying to start war with fucking Iran. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love this. So, if you go, I go through this fucking behind-the-scenes shit every week for the people out there listening. So, of course, we're supposed to do this show a few days ago, and I keep putting it off, putting it off, because just fucking wife baby kids it's all shit and eric's good sport about it he don't give a fuck so we keep pushing and pushing it so but the thing is every time we push it off then something happens like because yep. we push it off we can like, talk oh, we about need to talk about that the no, cohen something tapes. else happens yeah something else happens <laughs> it's this is why we stopped doing the fucking show because it's every day man <laughs> it's every fucking day um but the two things that we we hit the stories that hit that we would have missed were Trump fucking tweeting uh, the fucking president of, uh, what's his name, Rouhani, Rouhani, whatever, of uh, Ron, basically telling him that, you know, if he ever threatened us or anything. Because I guess he gave a speech, and he basically was saying, like, because Trump and his administration talk a lot of shit, dude. He went out and got John Bolton in there, who's a war hawk, and he talks shit about Iran all the time. They backtracked on the fucking, the deal, that Obama made, which was working. Everybody said it, even the fucking Republicans. And um, so he basically got him. He's like, you know, you, if you guys keep fucking threatening us, he's saying this as like, you guys keep threatening us. He goes, you're in for the mother of all wars. It's like, yeah, because those motherfuckers are going to have nukes here pretty soon. So you might want to quit fucking, you know. But I mean, no, that's the thing, though. You want to instigate because they want a war. I get it. Yeah. But then Trump comes back and he's like, you know, oh, you quit threatening us or, you know, I love he sends out this tweet and it's in all capital letters and stuff talking about how they're going to suffer like nobody in history has ever suffered before (laughs) if they keep talking shit to us. (laughs) Um, Like this motherfucker, man. I think what it is, is he fucked up because he had his boogeyman and Kim Jong-un. But then he went and made buddies with him and fucking jerked him off. And he 
brought back this whole lie like, oh, no, we made all these agreements. He's going to denuclearize and blah, 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 which, of course, they're not. They're not. They're upping production and stuff. But so now he can't go after him. You know what I mean? Because then he looks like an ass because, oh, we had this agreement to his stupid followers and shit who are all, you know. So now he's got like, oh, fuck. Now I'm in all this trouble. I need something to fucking, you know, to throw everybody off the scent of my fucking porn stars and other women that I have to pay off and this Russian investigation going on. And so it's like, oh shit, what am I going to do? Uh, let me just start going after Iran now. <laughs> yep. It's like, dude, come on, man. That's well, all it is. That, I mean, if you look at things that Iran has said or, you know, threatened the U S I mean, that it, that's been going on for months Oh yeah. since they pulled out of the agreement. That's been happening all the time. And this is the only time that he's decided to, like, grow a pair, quote-unquote. It's like, uh, yeah, you're just, it's just Distraction Protocol 101. It's all this. Yeah, so that was that. I mean, and that was right off of the heels of him basically getting on his knees and sucking Putin's dick in front of the world. Well, no, he did that behind closed doors, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he was wiping his mouth as he went to the podium. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Seriously, dude, come on. And Jumps. then proceeded to rub his ego. Mm-hmm. So he whacked him off and then stroked him off. Yeah, well, at least we'll get to see it again since they're planning on having him come back out here for, I guess, I guess we'll throw him a steak yeah, dinner. Yeah, you know, that's... He- <laughs> that, that's that's you know the smartest thing to do is to invite a KGB agent into the White House. Well, I think I think it's a great idea too because of the fact that everybody and well all the every Democrat and every reasonable Republican, I mean at least the ones that are on the Intel committees that you know have seen all the evidence have come out and said like yeah Putin instructed these motherfuckers to hack our election. So it's like they committed a cyber attack against us which is basically starting a war i mean it's not bombs but it's it's the same principle so you're gonna say it's like fdr right like after the fucking japanese bomb pearl harbor like i don't know who the president of japan was at the time i'm not that up on my history but fucking him inviting him over for fucking dinner or something like hey man it's cool (laughs) i mean yep you gotta do what you gotta do right and allegedly funneled illegal campaign donations through a terrorist organization known as the NRA. Oh, now, Eric, please. Oh, so harsh words. Which now, it, I mean, if the allegations turn out to be true, we can officially say that NRA is a terrorist organization. They are yeah. acting against the interests of the United States. Yeah, you brought up, if we want to talk about that... Um Marina Butina girl, Maria Butina, that Russian yeah. girl. Um, like I said, I don't know enough about it. I've only seen bits and pieces, but there's some information I know that with the court proceedings they're trying to get to. I'm waiting for the sex stuff to come out because <laughs> that'll be more interesting um, and a lo- get a little bit more details on it. Um, but yeah, I think that's an interesting storyline to see where that goes. Yeah. And, and you're talking about inviting KGB into the White House when the Russian diplomats came that time, which. Oh, yeah. Was- yep. Of course, one of them was was KGB. a KGB. Yep, he invited him in the office. There's the photo after that. Maria Butina, you know, she kind of went under. Like they they pulled her in for the investigation stuff. 
the picture started circulating again of when the Russians were in the Oval Office with Trump, and you see like the main couple guys that are uh, Putin's right hand men that were there to talk to him, and then they have people in the background, and you do the pan out of the picture, and she's in the room with them. Oh. She was actually in the room, a part of that meeting. Damn, I did not know that. Uh huh. Yeah, you can do That's not surprising. Search, yeah, and find it, but um, yeah, it's amazing, dude, because you wouldn't think that the NRA would uh, be doing anything what to, like never that. I mean, they're all about you know america. freedom and america and america yeah and it, i like how they um they use the word she infiltrated <laughs> yeah when she was invited to everything yeah infiltrated my ass she was invited to everything as a big she fan. didn't wiggle her way in or secretly say in her thick Russian accent, I'm not from Russia. You know, <laughs> I'm American. I was born in Florida. Like, no, she didn't fucking do that at all. Everybody fucking knew. And she funneled money through the NRA and they gave it to the Trump campaign. Mm -hmm. They knew what they were fucking doing. There's a reason the NRA is dead fucking silent right now. Yeah. Weirdly silent. Like, normally they pipe up their fucking lungs anytime anything happens. But not this time. They're fucking like, oh, we're busted. Um, oh. So, yeah, there, there's a couple of interesting things here. So, she did meet with, you know, the tops of the NRA. Mm -hmm. She did get money from oligarchs connected to Putin. Yes. To funnel money through the NRA to give it to Trump's campaign. And she also met with uh, senior officials in the Treasury Department. Yeah, that's and he, a little odd. Th this is where that this gets interesting. So that tidbit came out, and then this is something that wasn't really reported very well in the media. They dropped the ball on this one big time. Well, I mean, dropped the ball. I guess they have to always cover Trump's shenanigans. So, mm. but so uh, Butina was arrested on Monday, I think it was. Yeah, it was early in the week. Um, and then Tuesday. The Treasury Department came out with new rules saying that people from, uh, is NRA considered a nonprofit? I can't remember if it's a nonprofit or from. Oh, I don't think so. An organization. They do not have to identify donors who donated $5,000 or more to a political campaign. Hmm. Yeah, there's so many different classifications on those now. So I, basically, I can't what they all are. the people who got the money from her in the NRA and funneled it to the Trump campaign now don't have to file that under in, in for the IRS, so they they won't be found out. Basically, yeah, it's what it boils down to. So basically, she met with those Treasury officials, and this is all just a giant fucking coup. I mean, they they funneled the money through there, and now they're trying to cover it up and trying to make sure that the people who actually did it will never get caught. I mean, she got caught, but the other people will not. Well, there won't be... So as of right now, we have to consider the NRA a terrorist organization that is working against the interests of the United States. The only thing you can kind of hope for on that is since she's being investigated now, and because of all the links, that hopefully that investigation, since it's outside of the scope of, you know, what Trump's in charge of... Um, that 
they're looking into the NRA connections as well and people within it. I mean, you're not going to shut down the NRA, but it would be uh, it'd be pretty sweet to see uh, like a Wayne LaPerriere or whatever his fucking name is and some of those other assholes at the top of the NRA. You know, it would be nice to see them fucking take a fall. Um, I know, uh, who was it? They're like, uh, their press secretary or somebody in the NRA, some one of the higher-ups, a chick, she resigned this yeah. week. Conscious got the best of her. After all the allegations came out. I, I mean, I don't know if she had anything to do with it. I would imagine she did, because it sounds like it was pretty rampant within the NRA to meet with this Butina chick and do her bidding. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's tons of... Get her where she wanted to go. Yeah, tons of pictures of her with, uh, like I said, uh, Wayne. um, Lots of the conservative senators and stuff that are big NRA backers. I mean, there's just pictures all over Twitter of her with just so many different Republicans and people in the administration. Yeah, that's the other thing. She she met with a lot of Republicans and stuff, too. Well-connected. So it's it's kind of funny that, you know, some of the Republicans out there that are not touting this whole... Russia thing, you know, it, it it goes to show you that they probably even had a hand in some of this. I mean, we'll see where the investigation lands, but I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. You know what I mean? I I agree, and and the fun thing is, we talked about Iran and that, and those are just the very beginning of the week. <laughs> We're only halfway through the week, and we still haven't even got to the Cohen tapes. Which yeah, well, I don't know if you if one, you want one to. Go more to just one more thing before we get to that. Okay. I think the funniest line that I heard this week from Trump was, uh, we need to watch Russia in the primaries because they're going to help the Democrats. Yeah. You know what that is, though? That's because the numbers are looking pretty bad for the Republicans and most of the polling. And that's just setting up for an excuse. That was, oh, man, that was awesome. I just heard that. I was like, but. But you know Man. that's been not just but that's not just Trump. That's the Republicans in the Senate and a lot of these Tea Party congressional fuckers. They've been setting this act up for a while where they always turn this into it was oh, Hillary. They can get their president illegally, but we can't get the primaries illegally. No, what they're trying to say is no, th- going back to the whole Russia thing, you know, it's a Oh whole, yeah, a Hillary to- was yeah, more connected to Russia than yeah, Trump. Yeah, because it's Hillary and the DNC that were the ones that were actually doing all this stuff behind the back yeah. with the Russians to try and steal the election. And um, so that it's just it's a coordinated effort between the terrorist group known as the fucking Republican Party and fucking dictator Trump. I mean, they're just all lockstep, dude. It's just one big Nazi fucking goose stepping party up and down the square. I mean, as much as some of them will distance when he says things and like, you'll see a few of them step out, you know, like a Jeff Flake or Bob Corker, some of these assholes and they'll, Oh, I can't believe you said that. That's fucking nonsense. But then they they turn around and the next day and they're right on board with everything he says and does. And they back him and every effort that he, they put forth in the Senate and the house. It, it is what it is. Um, but the thing I don't know how much you want to get to. I just wanted to kind of touch base on this. Did you hear those? Uh, hear the tape, the Cohen tape? I didn't hear it. I heard of it. I heard okay. that it had that one of them had Trump in it, 
yes. which was basically talking about the uh, money that they were going to give to the Playboy model. I can't remember her name. Uh, something Karen McDougal I to think keep her quiet. And then I saw today, it was kind of later today, that there's another tape where it has Trump that basically in deals to buy the story. Okay, so I haven't heard that one. It might be all wrapped up in the same tape. It just Mm -hmm. might be more detail. So I heard the initial one, and I'm sure most people have heard it or kind of know the gist of it. But I honestly didn't even know that it, like, it's the actual audio, you can hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I didn't even know that, so I never even looked for it. Oh, it's out there. I just and assumed that it was part of like a court proceeding or something, so they're keeping it hush. Well, there's a couple things. Oh about no, it, it was leaked. That's right, it was leaked. Well, you know who leaked it? The, it was the lawyer for Cohen. Yeah, his lawyer let it out there because he said, you know, Trump's bashing him or saying that. Oh, I never knew about these payments, and which he's on record saying. I mean, there's video of him like they the reporters asked him. So you knew about these payments to these women? No, no, I there's I had nothing to do with that. I don't know anything about it. Well. You kind of did. <laughs> we kind of have proof. But the thing about with this that's important, it's not about him cheating. It's like... No, I, all the, I never cared about that. This is my favorite thing on Twitter now. And I've seen it with a couple other assholes on like Facebook and stuff, even though I try and avoid that as much as possible, where there's like, oh, look at you fucking liberals just trying to get in for anything, trying to bring up him having... Really, what's, what does it matter what his extramarital affairs or what's that got to do with anything? I'm like... Then you, you can never me? bring up Bill Clinton again. I'm like, these motherfuckers. You can never bring up Bill Clinton again. <laughs> All we heard about Ever. every time Clinton's name has come up for the last fucking 20 fucking years is Monica Lewinsky. He fucking cheated. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's all you fucking hear. Oh, I fucking hate people. Oh. They're, so, yeah, they're they're hypocritical dickheads, man. But none of that matters. That's really not the important part anyway. And that's no, not what the I, liberals... No, I didn't care when Bill Clinton cheated. I don't care that Trump cheated. I don't give a shit either, Don't dude. care. It shows that they have, uh, you know, some major character flaws. There's sure. no question about we that. We all do. That, we all have our own different ones. Yeah. But that's... The important part about this is it establishes... Okay. So here's the gist of it, because people were making out the whole thing about the affair thing. That was a big talking point, which who gives a fuck? You know, he admitted to it. He cheated on him, Lonnie. Who fucking cares? He cheated on her a shitload of times. I'm oh, yeah. pretty certain of this. Yeah. I think we all know this. So who fucking cares about that? Um, the way the tape starts off is it's Michael Cohen's talking to him about um, his divorce with uh, Ivana. Because I guess the press was trying to go. This is like a couple months before the election. And they're trying to unseal it. Because I think a lot of people know this. If you don't, it's easy to look up. One of the things about their divorce was, I guess it was a little touch ago. Like there's, um, she accused him of um, assaulting her, raping her. Um, I mean, some vicious stuff, which I think there's other things that were sealed within it. And so the press is trying to get that out there. And Michael Cohen's like talking to him. He's like, no, don't worry about it. He goes, we've got ways of hushing that because we're not, we'll be able to keep it under wraps. And Trump's like, well, we just got to keep it under wraps for, you know, a couple months or whatever. And Cohen's like, no, nah, no, it's a no, but it's no problem. It's no problem. And then they're kind of chit chatting for a second about something. And he kind of brings up, um, you know, paying off Karen McDougal 
so that story doesn't leak kind of thing. And the interesting thing about that, so they've already established that they're having this conversation about like, hey, we've got this issue, this issue, blah, blah, blah. We need to nip it in the bud and silence it until after the election. So that's the conversation they're having. That's important so people understand when he starts bringing up the money, paying her off, when he says, hey, you know, we need to take care of this. And Michael Cohen's like, I'm going to basically set up a company, like a shell company that will funnel the money, the payments through. That way it's not attached to Trump and associated with him. So there's no way they could tie it back to him. And Trump's like, basically, he's like, well, just can we just pay her in cash? <laughs> you know, yeah. which, OK, the thing about this is. Even just the talk like. Cohen talking about we're setting up this shell company to pay this woman off to keep her silent so the information doesn't come out about this affair for the election. Paying someone off like that and they use campaign finances, that's a federal fucking violation. That's, I mean, that's one of those things where it's like, that's a federal crime that they basically have got him on just from that. Because he's like, no, you cash, cash, cash. And Cohen goes, no, 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 no. He's like, no, we, he knows like, if we do get busted, we need to have this set up where we're paying her like in a check where the money is accounted for. Yeah. You know, and you hear Cohen telling us, no, 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 <laughs> no cash. <laughs> but see, Trump's a fucking idiot. And he yeah, doesn't he's understand a fucking that. moron. And that's the thing about it. So it's so funny because Trump can't dispute it now because it's audio. It's out there. And this is the first of they said like 12 different tapes that they've got. Yeah. And like you said, another one was released, and I thought I saw that today. I, again, I'm not sure if it's wrapped up in the same one. I think you might be right. It might be different, because I thought I saw something out there today about another tape, and I haven't listened yet. Yeah. But so... Because this one, I think it, it mentioned buying her story. Because apparently she had a a story with... Uh, uh, Inqu Inquirer. Yeah, National Enquirer. Mm-hmm. And they paid to have and, it killed, so they yeah, and they, it. yeah, the the kill story thing, you know. So, and, but apparently, I mean, according to these tapes, and I didn't read the whole article, but apparently, the tape has Trump talking about you know funneling the money to them to basically buy the story and kill it, mm. or something yeah. like that, something to that extent. Again, I no, didn't I read think, the article, so that's very hearsay. But th I, I read the headline, and it was talking about the story, uh, not the payment for sex, basically. I guarantee that he's got tapes of them discussing that because that was the story that came out even before the election yeah. that, you know, that there was talk of, uh, they worked with the Inquirer to kill stories about different affairs that he had had and stuff because the Inquirer, the guy that runs its buddies with Trump. So what he would do, and this is a way they got around paying people off too. Like he would go out and find these women. He would do a contract up. This is the Inquirer guy. I think Ken McDougal is one of them where he would say, look, you want to go to the press. They're not going to give you any money. I'll pay you $100,000 for your story. You just have to sign this contract saying that we get exclusively and you can't go to anybody else. Because if you do, then we'll sue your ass. You know, we'll take everything from you. Okay, here's your fucking money. Now they've got the story. And he's like, okay, thanks. Fucking throw it in the trash. We're not going to run it. So that's what they were doing. Yeah. So that was another way of them you know, kind of roundabout paying people off. So I, I imagine that there's, there's definitely talk of that on those tapes and you might be right. Like I said, I haven't got around to listening to it yet. 
It's just he's such a seedy fucking guy. Yeah, man. he's a shady son of a bitch, and he'll always be that way. He's just he's a total piece of shit through and through. The bad businessman. He's a bad father. He's a bad husband. He's just a total all around. Like everybody has flaws, sure, but <laughs> people do have gleaming spots where they are good individuals. This fucking guy, as far as I can see, doesn't have one. Not fucking one. <sighs> yeah. I mean, sometimes you will look at someone who's really awful and maybe they'll have like decent kids or something and say, well, at least he brought up good kids. No, his kids are all fucking horrible pieces of shit, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like he can't even point to that, you know. Um, I don't know. Maybe Tiffany's not so bad. She seems to not really give a shit about him or the rest of them. She says to I was about to say, she's totally out of the spotlight. She wants nothing <laughs> she, to do with it. She might be all right, but the rest of them are just fucking wretched Fucking horrible, horrible people. Yep. <laughs> oh my god. Um. God damn, dude. I have a couple things. I got one thing I want to. I'm gonna have to hold it for next week because I don't want to fucking. I'm on time constraints tonight. See, so yeah, like I said, Eric was nice enough to let me put the show off. Uh, the stepkids are back, and my son was away for a couple weeks is to hang out with my my mom, so, uh, which was great. Cause in the evening, the, when the wife's working, it was just me and baby. So it was just, we're fucking partying. We're making it happen. Uh, now it's like all that peace and quiet is just fucking gone. <laughs> but she took the kids out to, uh, run some errands and stuff, take them out to eat and everything to give me. So I got the house to myself. Oh, it's so great. But only for just long enough to fucking pound this out. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to give you a reading assignment for next week. Cause I want to talk about a topic <laughs> Have you ever heard the term Thabies? Thabies? Thabies. 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 Like with a V. Uh, no, like or, the word they. Oh, thabies. Thabies. No. I want you to look that up. Now I'm you afraid. other fuckers, you other fuckers listening out there, don't worry about it. We're gonna have a discussion on it next week because it's something that. I heard about for the first time today <laughs> and I looked it up and I'm like, I hate people. Babies. So, Is it yes. like they, I'm trying to like don't, imagine. Don't what even be. try. Don't even try. I want you to just write babies. it down. So don't it's, Google it's, it. It's something with babies. I'm imagining. Am uh, I right there? It's sort of, it's a weird term, but something with babies. We, Does it have to do with babies? I mean, kids. We'll just say kids. I mean, th- kids. I don't know who came up with the babies fucking thing. But anyway, they. just I want I want you to look it out and, and do a little reading on it, and we're gonna have a discussion on this so I can piss off people next week. Okay. Because <laughs> we have some good libs to listen to us, and this is gonna be one of my things. Where I'm like, okay, we've gone too far. So, get, get, that's. But we don't have time for that shit. Because I keep fucking talking. I want to go through some of these fucking tax numbers and stuff. So I'm gonna do those. But. uh I got this one quick thing I want to hit. This is the craziest fucking thing, dude. So there's a lot of psychopaths running for like gov- government positions right now. Senate, House, Senate seats, yep. whether it be statewide, fucking national-wide and stuff. Because there's a lot of Trumpians out there who are Nazis and racist and fucking just really fucking great people. And like, oh, if he can do it, I can do it. Yeah, and that's the thing. They're all coming out of the woodwork and running, and some of these fucking people are winning. Um, so, 
it's scary times. You know, let's hope that this blue wave everybody keeps talking about really is going to take a hold because if the Democrats don't take the House and the Senate, there may be a few more people in there that are just like, oh my God, what the fuck? And then, like, I joke about all the time, Sam, I'm going to move. Um, I really might have to fucking move. This better be a huge wave. Like, the Democrats better take that fucking house. Otherwise, we are fucked. Um, I saw this story. I won't go through the whole thing, but I'm going to get the highlights on it. So, there's a video of this guy talking out there. So, I'll give the name. If you're playing along at home, kids, uh, Google this one and check out this video. So, there's a guy running for Arizona State Senate. His name's Bobby Wilson. He's a huge NRA pro Second Amendment guy. Okay. So he was in front of a crowd in Tucson this past like a week or two ago, giving the speech. And he starts talking about how when he was a teenager, if it wasn't for the Second Amendment, he wouldn't be alive today because the fact that he had a gun helped him basically shoot and kill a crazed attacker. And it saved his life. And so he's doing this story. And I guess some of the press didn't know a whole lot about this guy or something. Because there's a lot of backstory on this dude that I would have thought would have came out a little bit sooner before he started running for this office. But so someone goes and does a little research. The attacker he was talking about was his mother. So when he's a teenager, he said that. He woke up in the middle of the night one night and his mom was holding a semi-automatic rifle and started unloading on him and he was able to dodge multiple bullets and reach the gun he had under his bed and he killed her. (laughs) And during the firefight, evidently, the fucking house got set on fire and it exploded, killing his sister as well. So... This fucking dude spent, like, time in prison. Yeah, because he killed his family. <laughs> because he killed... He shot his, his fucking His story woman. is, like, cool and everything, but... Yeah, but he killed sounds, his family. It sounds great when you're like, yeah, I killed this attacker and saved He killed life. his family. <laughs> you start looking at the details of it. It's like, what the fuck? So, like, the dude spent so much time in prison and everything. And then he got out and he, of course, you know, he had to go to trial and everything... And I don't know, like, I haven't done a lot of the research that I should have. I just kind of did the skim on this story because I heard about it. And I'm like, whoa, what the the fuck? And, of course, he got away with it. The judge let him off, I guess, for, like, I I don't know. I guess there was enough evidence. I guess they got all blown to hell. So (laughs) they could, (laughs) or they couldn't prove that it wasn't self-defense. Like, because, of course, he claimed self-defense. Yeah, that's their motto. And he had... uh, and he doesn't remember all the shit that went on before the house exploded because he had amnesia from the event because it's so traumatic. So I just thought it was awesome that this guy potentially is going to be a state senator in Arizona. <laughs> the guy who is super pro fucking NRA and Second Amendment uh, because he's, he was able to save his life by gunning his mother down because she went nuts and fucking just started shooting at him in the middle of the night one night she like i love how it, if you read the story like he's talking about it. like i said there's a video clip of it out there and i just i didn't watch the whole thing but the first part's funny um him talking about that story but then there's an account of 
where he gave of what happened and you know he woke up and his mother's like over him in the bed just pointing a gun at him and just unleashed fury and i'm like she must have been a terrible fucking shot yeah if she had a semi-automatic and he, he and just dodged all the bullets like the fucking matrix that's what he said he dodged i think he was specific he dodged six bullets is what he said oh so he counted as she's fucking just unloading he wakes up so imagine this you wake up oh you know you're tired you got shit in your eyes and stuff there's someone over you with a gun. They just start fucking unloading. You're fucking ducking and weaving. <laughs> You're counting the bullets. One, two, three, five, six, six shots. You're getting your gun and then just fucking unloading. <laughs> I don't think the story adds up. Not at all. But anyway, thanks to him being a good guy with a gun, he saved himself from a bad guy with a gun or a bad mom with a gun, evidently, who was a terrible fucking shot. So... I just thought that was fascinating, so someone can go look that shit up. So, uh, if you're in Arizona, I guess he's from the Tucson area. Be sure to go out and vote for Bobby Wilson for your state senator. That's a guy that gets things done. Or don't. Oh well, I mean either or, whatever. I mean, let's face it: a Republican's probably going to win that seat anyway. Might as well have one in there that you know will fucking kill someone if he gets pissed off enough. <laughs> At least it'll make it fun in the Senate when he just loses his shit on the floor, unleashes hellfire on him. <clears throat> so, I'm going to try and run, th- run through this because I was reading, this is how bored I get at work. I was actually reading this report from the uh, Tax Policy Center who, after the tax cuts have been in effect for a few months, they've used the actual data given by the administration for the tax cuts. Uh, they took the congressional budget offices, uh, detailed their breakdown of how to work. And then they've taken uh, the first basically quarter that we've had now with the tax cuts, um, what they've seen, like, you know, as far as the debt, blah, 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 this and that ratio, revenues and stuff. And they're kind of doing a comparison. They put it in the models and they've done these estimates. <clears throat> and pr- they're pretty much on par with what the CBO put out. So they're they're pretty they're pretty much there. So you know I don't think anybody would say oh it's these are just insane numbers. I mean they're they're, they're close. So basically these tax cuts and they did most of their estimates through 2027 because uh, I I don't know I mean we talked about it. I think most people who are up on this understand that the majority of the tax cuts and when I say the majority I mean the ones for all the poor middle class people expire after. I think it was like 10 years or so. So they're basically going through the expiration on those. I don't even think it's that long. It might be like eight years. And then the corporate tax cuts, of course, stay in place. And some of the taxes, I think for like capital gains or some of the shit that benefits the wealthier people stay in effect as well. So according to this, over the next 10 years, we're going to have the federal revenues that come in are going to be reduced by about $1.8 trillion or $1.5 trillion. And the primary deficit is scheduled to go up to uh, increase by an additional $1.8 trillion. But they're including that based on just the number of the debt alone. When you factor in the interest on top of the debt that we already have, plus the additional debt that we're going to accumulate, we're going to add another $2.3 trillion onto our national debt in the next 10 years. So 
Just remember that here in a few years when the deficit's starting to skyrocket, how the Republicans are so about the debt when, you know, Clinton was in office or Obama was in office that we couldn't pass any programs to help anybody or do anything because we just didn't have the fiscal, you know, we don't have the money because they're so fiscally inept and irresponsible that we could possibly try to do something to, you know, help education or health care for people out. Um, so they say if the lawmaker, if, if they extended all the temporary provisions, like I said, the middle class tax cuts, uh, the corporate tax cuts are already in place. The CBO estimates that the deficits by 2028 would go up to $2.6 trillion. And if you factor in, of course, interest payments, it'll go up over $3 trillion. Mm, fun. And this is just within the next decade, you know, because like I said, the, the, the temporary provision, I think, run out they're either seven or eight years. So, you know, just an additional three years, let's say, if they were to extend them, it would increase the deficit almost a half a trillion more dollars. Um, basically, the debt would rise to over 1% of our GDP would just be complete debt payoff every year. <clears throat> let's see. Let me try and find some of the good stuff because they had some interesting things in here about um, revenue projections are going to drop about two and a half percent, which would put them at their lowest point in terms of share of GDP since 1965. The only two times that it was lower was in 2003-04 and 2009-10 when we had a major recession in the early aughts, uh, mostly due to, of course, the 9-11 after that. And then, of course, in 9-10, the economic collapse. So basically, we almost had to go into... A mild depressions to get it to the the point that we're going to be at here in a few years just because of these tax cuts. Um, they're also seeing now that with the employment almost being at full employment, that, you know, that we were talking about before, like the whole trickle down doesn't work because, you know, people at the bottom don't have as much. And even with these tax cuts are so minute for the lower, like if you start breaking down, which I got some of the numbers here in a minute, for the lower quintile people, like the poorest of the poor, the middle class, um, all the money, again, was corporate level or the wealthiest. So it's still a trickle down, you know, even though they did cut taxes for everybody across the board for now. But they say, you know, there will be no increase in demand, which based on the studies that they've already seen, um, and with that, you're going to see increased inflation, and the Federal Reserve has already upped interest rates a little bit, and they said most likely you're going to see them, um, you know, go up. Yeah, substantially they're going to do it again. Yep. And because they just don't have a choice, um, you know, they say there's three factors that will really dampen any expansion because you know, of course, the whole Republican mantra is well. GDP is going to rise so much and there's going to be so much more investment and money in people's pockets, blah, blah, blah. With the GDP rise, you know, it's more revenue and, you know, that's going to bring down the deficit. Well, they're saying there's three things that are going to keep that from happening. They said, first of all, um, you know, if you reduce the federal revenue and increase federal borrowing, which is what they're going to do, it's not just going to affect us, you know, because the U.S. is 
the largest economy is such a significant impact on uh, capital for global markets and stuff, right? That it's going to increase the cost of capital, which will offset the benefits. And, and, and also with the raise, rise in interest rates, it'll offset all the, the benefits from the lower corporate taxes in any business investment. I know this is the boring shit. As I said, it's high level stuff. And if I can go through it, but <laughs> sick, it, I'm trying to hit these real quick, but it's just, if you put everything together, you start thinking about it in terms of like what it's going to do. Yeah. Because they said that they're, it, they, one of their selling points was that businesses will have more capital to invest, which basically you're saying is going to be null. Yeah, because of yeah, because that's what they're saying with the interest rates and inflation, it's basically going to nullify that completely. You know, from what they're seeing, at least. Um, second of all, and this makes a lot of sense, and they even give the example of it happened before. Foreign governments, like they, they say, oh, we cut corporate taxes so much. It's going to keep investment here in the United States. It's nope. going to help grow businesses. Well, they're like, no, because Reagan did the same shit back in 1986. And as soon as they did it, all the other foreign countries, the major ones that do much of the business, they did the same thing. They said, okay, you lowered your rates. We're going to lower our rates. And they yep. said that there's already talk of some of the European countries you know, they're, they're starting to, because we're raising tariffs, lowering tariffs with some of the other trading partners in the region, and also cutting back some of their corporate taxes to bring in more businesses. Um, and the third one, they said lowering the corporate taxes, basically all it does is subsidize previously made investments instead of putting more investments in because as interest rates go up and inflationary inflation goes up, the cost of the equipment and um, anything that they've put into it before upgrades, they're just going to take any additional revenue that they've got and they're going to put it toward paying off those items. And then, of course, they'll do like many of the other companies have, which is do share buybacks and stuff, which just helps investors. You know, they're not investing it and using any more expansion because, again, we're almost at full, full unemployment now. And they haven't seen demand go up like they thought they would. Um, well, yeah, because the average, like, and we've gone over this before, where if you want demand to go up and, you know, you, you want, want to actually see consumer spending go up, you put the money in the pockets of the middle class. And they didn't do that. Like they said that, you know, oh, you're going to see a significant jump in your pay. Um, which hasn't happened, you know, because corporations, they're not going to give people raises just because they got a tax cut. And then they said you're going to see more on your paycheck because your taxes are going to be lower. And I haven't, I mean, it's, I don't know about you, but I haven't really seen that either. Mm, I'm getting, <laughs> I'd say, oh my God, what was it? Maybe about $15 more check. Ooh. Uh, um, so you can subscribe to Netflix now. Um, yeah, but that, yeah, I didn't think about that's paying for my Netflix. That, that's where you, you know, that that's how growth comes from is you put the money into the middle class. The middle class will spend the money if they got the money. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. And they didn't do it, so that's why they're not seeing that you know growth that they wanted to. Well, and here's why, and because, like you said, you're not seeing it. I'm not seeing that much. My wife wasn't seeing that much. I mean. Now, granted, we're probably 
in the, I mean, I kind of know like the median family income in the United States is, I think it's like in the upper 50,000 range. Um, so I think me and my wife, we're, we're definitely higher than that. So, and, and I'm only pointing that out. I believe we're not rich fucking broke as shit. But, um, the reason I point that is because as the scale goes up, the more you make, you really do get back more taxes. And I'm just saying we're getting back very little. I, I mean, combined, um, you know, maybe it's 150, 200 bucks a month, which, you know, over the course of the year is a couple thousand dollars and that's great. I'm not complaining about it. I'm very excited. <laughs> I have extra money in my pocket, but again, this is temporary cuts and then they'll be well adjusted. And with the rise and we've seen gas prices going up, interest rates are going up. You know, I'm glad we got our home when we did because interest rates are already starting to creep up. And for every half percent it goes up, you might be paying on an average home in this country an extra $20,000 toward that fucking debt. Um, but take this into account, the average tax reduction, and this is average, this is across the board, every American together, was $1,600. So, I mean, you're, okay, this is the way they do the breakdown. After after tax, right? Um, the boost for after tax income for the average household in the lowest percentage, lowest wage earners, is less than a half a percent. It was 0.4% more tax. So, for every $2 you make if you're poor, you got an extra penny from this tax cut. Um, compared with, right, the top uh, percent got um, 2.9% quintiles. So that's not talking about like your top 1% stuff. So when you get up into the very top percent, you're talking about 3.4% growth. So the richest Americans are getting three and a half cents extra for every dollar, right? Where the poorest are getting not even a half a cent. Yeah. So that's that's where the disconnect is. And it says like the distribution. So 44% of the benefit of the, the provisions that are out there now will accrue to households that earn more than a million dollars per year. Only 2% of the benefits will accrue to households making 50,000 or less. That's such a disparity. It's like how That's huge, how the fuck did he get away with that? Oh, well, I mean, we, we saw it. We knew this. Well, we knew it, but I mean, how did fucking people not, I mean, I understand that people are ignorant and you've got, we could talk about the farmers now and that whole situation, but you know, or it, Harley Davidson or Whirlpool, all these companies that loved his tariffs we're so happy to see him sticking it to China and stuff, and now they're all losing profits, and they're having to, they're gonna have to lay off people and raise the prices of their motorcycles by two thousand dollars, and you know the farmers like the subsidies that China put or the tariffs they put on like soybeans on this other shit. Now the farmers that all voted for him, he's having to do a twelve billion dollar bailout, which that's socialism. Hey, what the fuck? You just gonna bail them out? I thought we didn't believe in bailouts as because they're stupid. So, but you think people see this and they'll be like, "That's not really gonna help me," and that seems 
that seems like bullshit. Maybe we should rise up and fucking fight this. But nobody does. I mean, the liberals did. Liberals are bitching and complaining the whole time. They're like, hey, dude, I want a tax cut. Everybody wants a fuck tax cut. But this is not the way to fucking do it. This is bullshit what you're doing here. And those are the numbers like right now, right? Like I said, with all the tax cuts in place. Here's the numbers after the um, the ones like the middle class and the ones that are in place that we are experiencing will dissolve, like I said, after seven, eight years. So by 2025, right, taxpayers in the top 5%, <laughs> you're going to love this. Okay, I'll do it from this one. The top 1% at that point, remember, 44% of the benefit went to households making over a million dollars, right? Now, after the provisions expire that give us our tax breaks, 83% of the total benefit will go to the top 1%. Jesus Christ. Taxpayers in the 95th and 99th percentile, so we're talking you know, that still exclusive at the very top there will receive 16% of the benefit. Still too much. 25% of taxpayers will experience a tax cut averaging about $1,500, even after these provisions are lifted. 53% will experience an average tax increase of 180. The bottom percent will which is, they say about, the, let's say the bottom 10%, will receive a tax uh, cut. Oh, I'm sorry. Fucked up. The bottom percent will actually see, only 11% of them will see a tax cut. 33% will see a tax increase after these percentages go up. So right now, enjoy that half a percent, because yeah. after 2025, a third of you are actually going to see your taxes go back up. That that makes sense. You know, the poorest of us should be the ones that pay the most out of their income. I mean, it makes sense to me. You know, I mean, that that's your that's your poor penalty. It's Take that, amazing, you dude. poor person. And eighty percent of households in the middle, their middle income families, will face tax increases. Yep. So I said only eight. Oh, I'm sorry. While only 18% of the top percent will see a tax increase. So, not too bad, huh? That's why my, uh, my motto and my creed as of lately is eat the rich. Fuck them. It's amazing. I know they, so, they want to talk. Oh, they, they worked hard to get their money. No, they didn't. Fuck them. Take their fucking money and give it to the people that need it the most. They don't uh, fucking need it. I mean, look... I I mean, people who start business and stuff, yeah, dude, they definitely no. deserve a big no. portion. No, fuck them. Look, no. Fuck them. They I'm don't not deserve like the salaries they get. They do not okay. deserve it. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, but the way the system's been set up, where you could basically pay people meager wages and get by, you don't have to provide health care, you don't have to provide benefits and stuff, that's where shit gets... You have some good companies out there that pay their employees well, they provide benefits... You know, they take, I mean, I think it's a CEO of like Costco. Like that dude makes like a million or, or something a year. Like he, relatively, that's nothing compared to like, if you look at Walmart 
where those all those assholes are making billions a year and their employees are making shit and have no health care yeah. benefits or anything. Where Costco, they pay their employees. I think they start out like at 15 some dollars an hour. I think the average employee makes about 20 bucks an hour there. They have health benefits. Like that's a difference between a company with a guy who's still very wealthy running that company, but his employees, he's taking care of them. He's giving them a decent livable wage and providing them with benefits as compared to the same type of corporation run by fucking jackals who don't give a shit about their employees. They're just slave labor to them. They pay them nothing. They give them nothing. And yet they just rake in billions and billions of dollars every year. More money than they'll ever be able to fucking spend, than their kids will spend, than their grandkids will spend. I mean, just, it's it's sickening, dude. But that's the... uh, that's the world we live in today. <laughs> so enjoy those tax cuts for the next few years because the debt is going to be so enormous by the time. That, that's why they put the provisions to moonlight because they knew the deficit was run up. And what is going to happen is the Republicans will say when they run out, they say we can't extend these because look at the debt we have now. We can't pay the debt, so we can't extend these tax cuts. Oh, but what about the fucking rich people in the corporations? They get to keep their... Well, you know, trickle down, motherfucker. If they don't have money, they can't uh, create businesses and jobs. So... (laughs) I know that's kind of boring, and I I hate to beat everybody down. Plus, I got lost a couple times because I have so many fucking... I got like 10 pages of shit in front of me, so I'm like highlighting shit. (laughs) I get through it, so I'm trying to get numbers out. But you guys get the gist of I fucking got lost a couple times there. It's ridiculous yep just think after 2025 when these provisions run out and they will and we lose middle class you lose your fucking tax cuts 83 percent of the tax cuts that are remaining in place are going to go to the fucking top one percent 83 fucking percent they get 44 percent now think about it rich there's only one thing they're very good for eat the rich well, at least the farmers are getting bailed out Telling so you, they can go vote for Trump again. That's the motto. That's the creed. Fucking eat them. Fuck them. Oh, my God. They don't need all that money. Fuck them. I, po- I apologize for that. It went longer than a while. I should have been more concerned. I, I mean, fucking- <laughs> I understand, it. you know, business people, they started a company or whatever, you know, make a whole lot of money. I, I get it. I get it. But I think there needs to be, like, almost like we have a minimum wage. I think there should be a maximum wage. Yeah. I, I don't. I, and uh, everybody I says, totally, "Oh, well, that won't incentivize." It's like bullshit. If you really? tell me that the maximum wage is a million dollars, I'm still incentivized to try and make that million dollars. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't. I don't want to be the CEO of your company because you only pay me a million a year. I'm sure there's a uh, there's <laughs> just thousands of jobs out there I can make more than that. Like, can yeah. you can you fucking imagine how these businesses would operate if? And, and how I would change the dynamic of how the company is run if they only if they capped out. Well, you know what? Because here's the it, thing: like CEOs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much people know about this stuff. It's pretty common sense and pretty well known. But in like uh, uh, not private companies, but in public companies, like CEOs, they have to. It's kind of like a, a football player or something. They have to negotiate a contract, mm-hmm. basically. And so. 
and and it's all you know performance based and whatever and how the company's doing and all that stuff. So they're incentivized to make sure that the company makes as much money as possible. So they want to keep wages low. They want to cut corners. Um, you know, if they have like something that deals with the environment or anything like that, they want to do all these things that undercut the benefit of the world and the workers, just so they can get a higher cut. Mm-hmm. It completely decentivizes them to actually treat their employees and the earth well. Yeah, I think that's why, like you said, there there should just be kind of a set or, you know, whatever the company makes, maybe a percentage of the revenue for that year on... That, that would be a, fair. Yeah, after, a percentage uh, of the revenue. You know, minus like operating costs or something that way the employees don't get fucked because like you said then that just oh well we'll cut back on this a little bit and then yeah because i mean if you're telling me that if i can find a way to not pay my employees as much money that brings more money to my bottom line that then i can take to the board and then negotiate more millions for myself of course they're gonna fucking do it everybody wants more everybody so they're gonna do it like i'm not saying that the rich are well some of them are but i'm not saying that just because you're rich you're a bad person but i'm saying that the system that they live in incentivizes them to be bad people so we have to think most of them are dicks we have to take away that incentive i'm not saying all of them i mean there certainly there's bad apples everywhere but yeah. when you put somebody in the environment that is already toxic, more than likely they're going to be toxic. Well, it's not going to change people. And, well, uh, not unless people s- stand up. And <laughs> But people are pussies. Like I said, this, this tax cut is it's going to take a few years, but... Like I said, what will end up probably happening, because usually these things take two or three years to really kick in because of the corporate tax rates and because unemployment's so low and everything right now. I mean, I know Trump's doing everything he can to sabotage between the tariffs and everything else and the shitty talks all the time, pissing off the EU. (laughs) But if he's managed, which if really the Republicans sit back and don't do anything, if he would just lay off the fucking tariffs and the nonsense... He could coast through the next two years, and the economy should pretty much stay pretty decent. I mean, you're going to see, you know, inflation rise a little bit. You're going to see some of these interest rates start ticking up just because the debt is going up again. But it's going to stay pretty good. They could easily, I'm not saying get reelected. I think he's such a disaster. I I would hope, I would hope <laughs> that anybody the Democrats throw out there wins. Uh, I know... You're but funny, I'm man. Just, You're funny. I just see it happening now, dude. Like, the next president, let's say a Democrat gets in, and then, like I said, these fucking tax cuts run out about the toward the end of their term, and then everything, like, the deficits are just going through the fucking roof. Inflation's high as shit. You know, we have no money, so no programs are getting you know, done. And they're going to be like, we put a Democrat in there because you said you're going to do this for healthcare. It's like, we don't have any fucking money, man. The goddamn Republicans gave it all the the fucking businesses and stuff. They need to give it to you. Like, I never got my bonus check or my big raise. I thought that was supposed to happen. No, nobody got raises because of the tax cut. No, they nobody. told me when they told me that when the corporate tax cuts went in effect, like I was going to get a bonus and a raise and all this shit. 
That's what they told me. That's what Trump said. Also, Trump there, told me that some people got bonuses. There, there were that. I think like Comcast gave all their employees like a thousand dollars or something. A one-time bonus. Exactly. Like, I want to raise. I don't want that. I want to raise. Everybody is fucking. All the Republicans were like, "Oh, no, oh, bravo." I'm like, you just gave a company like that. That's a multi-billion-dollar company. You gave them a like a what, what was it like a fifteen percent tax cut? Yeah. In corporate. You basically gave them. Hundreds of millions of dollars of extra money. And they barely gave money. a drop in the bucket to their employees. Yeah. What do they have? A few, what, 10,000 employees? They gave 1,000 bucks. It's like, here, here's a million dollar payout. That's not even a percent of the money we're getting back from these tax my, cuts this year. My favorite was the Walmart one where they gave like a couple of hundred bucks to their employees or something <sighs> like that. Or I think it was based on how many years they had been there. <laughs> yeah. So the average was like way lower than what they said it was. Oh, but at the same time, that same week that they came out and started stroking their dicks about how great they were and how these tax cuts were awesome, they closed a whole bunch of Sam's Club stores and put people out of jobs. Yeah, I think we, <laughs> I it's like, that. wait, wait, you just got a huge tax cut and you can't keep these stores open? Hey, man. What? De- demand's not high enough. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe if you would have gave... You know, t- bigger tax cuts to the poor middle class, then they would be able to buy those <laughs> products to keep those stores open. But hey, uh, what are you gonna do? What the fuck do we know? I don't know, man. I don't know shit because I keep fucking bitching and complaining. I tell people, I'm like, do you ever think about this shit when you uh, go out and vote? No. <laughs> Half my family they think goes about, and votes for Trump. They think about all the all the dead babies that these damn liberals are killing. Yeah, you know, in a way. I almost hope that Kavanaugh gets on the bench and they do overturn Roe versus Wade because then they can never fucking, the Christians can never use that shit again, <laughs> you know, about abortion. It's like, yeah, abortion's illegal now. Can we vote for some fucking Democrats to fix our goddamn economy? <laughs> uh, I mean. <laughs> you sons of bitches, you've ruined our country over fucking a fetus. It's not even a fucking infant that the- you motherfuckers don't give a shit about anyway. Yeah, if they, exactly. If they really gave a shit, they would adopt more. If they really gave a shit, but well, they would, but they don't have the money. They're not getting those tax cuts. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I mean, it. Uh, no, I, I don't want it to become overturned because I just know how many women would get hurt because of it. Oh, I know. I'm. You know, I'm just being a dick. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. But man, it, I really wanted to end on positive. I tried to be positive, but then last show, I just. Uh, it's gonna be hard to muster up yeah. positive thoughts, Eric. Um, let's see. What's something good that's happening in the world today? I don't know. Ah, <laughs> no fucking clue. F- football season's about to start. Positive in the world. Let's see, I don't know. I don't know. Beer's well. good. Beer, beer's always positive. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, me neither. Yep, football's about to start back up. Got to get my fantasy thing going. Mm-hmm. About um, three weeks in, the Cowboys are already be pissing me off, and then I'll be like, <laughs> fuck football. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, man, what is it? It's already July, so we're, I mean, even, uh, even hockey season's creeping up a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking for big things from my Dallas Stars this Man, year. Man, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Last year was such a disappointment. 
Yeah. A few injuries, but we the biggest weak link we had was our uh, backup goalie, and we've uh, we've rectified that situation. So I'm uh, I'm looking for some positive things to come. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. And then we can hopefully, as long as none of them fucking Canadian teams win up there. Joe, you know, uh, I, who's Joe's team? Joe's got to be. Is he even like hockey? I don't. I mean, I guess you. I've never to heard them Canadian. talk about hockey, like no. ever. So I don't think I that know. they're hockey fans. I think they're. I'm. You know, I think they're not I really guess. Canadian. <laughs> the Russian implants. Yeah, because you can't. Take down Canada, well, no, even Russians are heavy into hockey. So no, they're they're something else. They're like from Iceland or something. <sighs> or Greenland. Just something. I knew there's something about that, dude. <laughs> I don't. They, he, he, they might be, and I just never heard one of their shows talk about hockey. But I don't think they ever talked about it, as far as I know. He's posted. He's posted way too many pictures on Facebook of his that fucking thing where it's like someone laying back taking a view picture with their feet in the fucking foreground. I've seen way too many of those from him. <laughs> that that's his pose. Oh, it's if it's so, not, it's showing like his bald head. It's just. Anybody that does, especially a guy, there's just something ain't right, man. I don't, I don't care. It's his thing. Do your thing, man. <laughs> you be Gay. you. Um, yep, got nothing else. All right, well, we're done. <laughs> anyway, folks, hope you enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I, we never <laughs> mentioned it like uh, when it happened, um, and the Dallas Stars kind of brought it to the forefront. So... Anybody who's ever been to a Stars Games knows that they have a theme song at the beginning, uh, which was made by Pantera. And then, I don't know if you heard, but Vinnie Paul passed away. That was a few weeks ago. Dude, of course I heard. So, I was shocked to hear that news. That sucks. Sad day, man. Sad day for rock and roll. I spent... uh since we're extending the program here by an extra 30 seconds, I'll give you uh, I met Vinnie Paul a couple times. I met him once. It's a hockey-related story, too, actually. I met him once when I was a young man, young teenager. Back in the day, I used to hang out in a place called Deep Elm, which is in Dallas. If you ever come yep. to Dallas, you go down there, you can see some live music. Uh, I used to go see a punk band called Hagfish, and uh, I met him at a show there Eat once. Me and while then, I work. Yep. Uh, Hagfish, great band. Go check them out. I mean, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then the, the other time I met him was after the Stars won the Stanley Cup back in 99. So this is how fucking long ago this was. Uh, he used to own a club over in Arlington, Texas, where the home of the Cowboys, for you football fans. And went over there, and they had the uh, the Cup was there because uh, he was friends with one of the hockey players, uh, Craig Lugwood. He's a defenseman for the Stars at that time. Yep. And they had a couple of fucking metal bands playing at their club, and they had the Cup, and they were fucking passing around. So it was, it was Fucking fun times. Went and partied with the boys from Pantera and got to slap the cup and good times. So he was, awesome. he was he was a, he was a good dude, man. Always hanging out in Dallas. Yep. Man. Yeah. Good I dude. I uh, the first time I met him was when I uh, last time I was in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. He moved out there, I think. Um. Yeah. Me and my they were him and his uh, band, uh, his new band. They were hell yeah. Hell was yeah. It? Yep. They were recording uh, their first album. And uh, I was at a strip club with my buddies. No way. No way. In Vegas. Um, <laughs> and like I went out because one of our buddies went to the hospital because he was having heart palpitations. The guy's a little bit of a hy- hypochondriac, so we didn't think anything of it. And it was nothing. So anyway, 
he called me, so I stepped outside and was talking to him and then went back in, and my buddies were, like, gone. They vanished. I was like, where the fuck did they go? I was like, all right, I guess I'll just sit down and enjoy myself, whatever. Um, and this one chick came over, and she's trying to get me to go back into the champagne room and stuff, and I'm like, I'm not, no. I'm just here because my buddies wanted to come. I Sure. I'm not going to throw money at boobs that I could get for free. Whatever, um, so anyway, but she was bored, so she just hung out with me. I'm like, okay, it's cool. Uh, and then Vinnie Paul walks in. I was like, oh, no shit. I was like, do you know who that is? She's like, nope. I'm like, all right, get off me. <laughs> <laughs> get the fuck off. It's out of my face. I went over there and, you know, you know, introduced myself, said, uh, you know, I was from Arlington and all that stuff. And he was like, oh, cool, man. And I went to the DJ and I'm like, hey, you got Vinnie Paul in your fucking club. You need to play some Pantera right now. And sure enough, he did. So kudos to the DJ. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and we kind of hung out for a little bit, and I won't tell the rest of the story. Maybe later <laughs> at another time, because we, we're going over. And then I met him again um, whenever my buddy came uh, into Arlington, and we were kind of stomping around there, and we went to a bar that was there in um, Lincoln Square. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sherlock's, I think is the name of it. Yeah. Uh, we stopped in there, and we're just kind of hanging out, and in walks in Vinnie Paul, and he's like, oh, no shit. You know, and he was like super pumped, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I'll come introduce you." He's like, "Are you sure?" He's like, "Yeah, he's fucking cool. He'll be uh, he'll be cool about it." <laughs> and he was really cool. I'm sorry, what? I was gonna say, too bad just fucking go fist the fucking throat on you, <laughs> get him away, you little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was he was really cool. He took pictures with us and stuff, and so, but yeah, fun yeah, times. A, Good dude. Yeah, that's a tough one, man. I love yeah. Pantera back in and the day, you, dude. And if you do go to Arlington. Down, I think it's Collins. There's a guitar center mm-hmm. that's there right off of, uh, is that 20 or is that 30? Mm, 30. 30. Um, and if you go to that guitar center, there's a huge freaking print of Vinnie Paul right there in the guitar center. So, because I mean, they're, they're around there. And actually, growing up, my buddy, he had a house that was like blocks away from their house. It had these giant green hands on top of it. It was the Pantera home. <laughs> the Pantera home. Yeah, there in uh, it was in Arlington, pretty close to Mansfield, down in the Pantigo area. The Pantera Casa. Yep, Pantera Casa. <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> We're really done this. Rem- <laughs> yeah, it's see, we we landed on a semi-positive, reminiscing about good times with Vinnie Paul. Yeah. Um. Stay hard, Vinny. Yeah. Go check out uh, our friends at Podblocked. Mm-hmm. Weird-ass Joe with his feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it. Peace the fuck out. Yep. Take care, motherfuckers. Hopefully we'll make it till next week. <laughs>